Guten Tag from Germany. And Lei Ho from Hong Kong. And we are back with another episode of Able and Abroad. Today we're going to get down and dirty discussing the places we currently live in outside of the U.S. of A. Yes, we are going to give you a very brief history of where we're living uh, and then an idea of like what a day in the life is like for us. And then we'll attempt to make each other look like absolute idiots when we end the show with a fun fact trivia game. Before we get to our intense life or death competition, let's share with you where we live. Yeah, yeah. So China is one of the longest running civilizations in the world. Uh, but I think Hong Kong as we know it today is is relatively like new in the scheme of things. I think everyone's probably a little bit more interested to know what is life like in Germany. So tell me, Nate. What is life like in Germany? <laughs> life is life is pretty interesting here. Uh, so, uh, as you know, I've been here for over a year. Uh, my my experience here in Deutschland, as it's called in German, uh, is, has been a really really interesting one. The, the history is absolutely incredible. There is so many places to go and so many things to see. Uh, there, for example, is about ten castles about thirty minutes up the road from where I am along the Rhine River, and it's like back-to-back-to-back castles, but that's not including the other 2,090 castles that are across Germany throughout the entire country. Just alone, that alone with the 10 being close by really kind of gives you a, a, a different perspective on the history that you're kind of not sheltered from in the United States, but you just don't have... Uh, the really ability to see it up up close and personal because history in America is a little bit different different when it comes to like ancient cultures and everything but seeing castles and all these other things here it's it's been pretty awesome Uh, the food and the people and the the amount of things you can go and do with social activities are so far and so fun Um, the one of the greatest things ever is just being able to go to like Christmas markets and in and, and the uh, Oktoberfest celebrations across the, the whole country. So there's just so many different things you can go and do. Uh, where I live in particular is it's called Wiesbaden and Baden means uh, refers to meadow baths. So it's one of the oldest spa towns in Europe and it references to its famed hot springs. Uh, it's also intentionally famous for its architecture and its climate. It's also called the nice of the north in reference to the city in France, but at one time Wiesbaden did host about 26 hot springs and belonged to the Frankish kingdom, which was would be modern would become modern day France. So it's pretty it's pretty interesting, and there's so many different things to do. There's there's a, you know you could see like all different periods of history. For example, McKay, they're right down the road also in Mainz Castell in another neighboring city. You not only have the city of which Charlemagne ruled out of, but you have a Roman amphitheater from the Roman Empire. It's it's pretty wow. amazing. You you walk by it and you look at it and you go, wow! Like this is this is two different periods of history, separated by about eleven to twelve hundred years, and you can just walk up to it and go, wow! It's like all in the same spot, and the history is all connected in some some way. You know, just with the hundreds of years and and ton, tens of centuries that have passed by, it's pretty amazing that this place has been so uh, coveted by all sorts of societies. But yeah, it's, it's, I would overall say it's a great place to live and a great place to visit and highly recommend you put this place on your bucket list. It's only 20 minutes from the Frankfurt airport, so highly recommend you all come. Wow. Nate, 
if your job with the U.S. Army doesn't work out, I feel like the German Ministry of Tourism would just scoop you right up. <laughs> oh, that, that, do I just submit a job application now? I, seriously. Serious, I think they would just hire you like immediately. <laughs> I would hope so. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, so I, I'm curious. Uh, for German history, it's really, really fascinating. When you go and see these old buildings... Are they are they right next to like newer looking buildings or is it just like old neighborhoods or how does that work? Yeah, so so some of the buildings are like right next to each other. Uh, like by, by that I mean like the old buildings are right next to the newer buildings. Uh, I have a friend who lives over in Sonnenberg, which is right up the road, about 10, 15 minutes. And there's a castle there. It's the Sonnenberg Castle. And her apartment, which is newer, is right behind where the castle walls are. And you can see wow. the walls and the, ta- guard ta- the old guard towers and stuff. And it kind of, it's one of those things that's like you wake up and you're like, wow, that's a, there's a castle right in my backyard. It's pretty, pretty incredible. Um, but that I'm, must I'm really, be amazing. <laughs> oh, it, it is really amazing. But, McKay, I want to know more about where you're living. Tell me about Hong Kong. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Hong Kong, honestly, it feels like any other like Western country city. Uh, it's just a mega, mega city, like uh, really, really incredible sites. Uh, the history of the city, I think, is what sort of like it is the most important to me because the history is so infused into everything that Hong Kong does. Their, Hong Kong people really look back uh, at their past and that definitely impacts their, their future. Um, but Hong Kong has a really storied history. Hong Kong itself is an anglicized uh, version of uh, Hong Kong, which I'm sure I'm butchering that in Cantonese. So I, I, I certainly apologize for my ability to speak pidgin Cantonese. But uh, it means fragrant harbor. And this is, I don't know if it's a joke or not really a joke, like fragrant as in it smells really bad. But uh, as, as I understand it, Hong does not mean like, or Hong does not mean like, bad fragrant you know like it it just means like it smells i guess pleasant or good i I don't know it's so weird because when you go to the the marinas and everything in some parts of the coastline i'll be honest it does not smell all that good interesting (laughs) it does not really so i don't know what the truth is about the name of it all but you know hong kong you know it's iconic you know when you say hong kong you're like wow it sounds so exotic and cool but hong kong has been around for forever in fact uh the, there are remnants of burial grounds uh, and rock carvings that I've seen myself that show human life that as far back as the Stone Age. Wow. So humans have been there for a really long time. Uh, and Hong Kong is comprised of some, some islands, smaller, very, very small islands. But um, there's, there's lots of evidence of human life there, seriously ancient ancient life and you can go see the carvings for yourself they're they're amazing and and uh surprisingly well preserved but uh hong kong uh, goes as far back as that it's just crazy to me uh so super cool um the territory then came under chinese like rule as we know it today in like early 200s early 200 ad or so oh wow. um yeah yeah uh and you know ultimately this the, the area grew in population and uh, Han Chinese from the mainland uh, moved over. Hakka people who are um, boat dweller people uh, also moved in. And it sort of became like a, a trade harbor uh, and it played a, a, an important role in the Silk Road. Um, so as the silk trade increased, which 
you know, it, it became huge. Uh, Hong Kong also grew with it, but substantially not, you know, it's, it's not like a huge place like, like Shanghai or something at that time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that's interesting yeah. though. Yeah, really. I mean, it's, it's super cool to think like they, at every stage uh, of their history, they're always playing an important role. They're, it's never not an important place, you know? Yeah. Uh, so it's cool, yeah. Uh, but eventually they started exporting tea, and uh, the, the, the islands, the islands were actually havens for Chinese pirates, which at one time the, the Chinese pirates had a fleet of 40,000-plus ships. Uh, if you can honestly imagine that, scary. But uh, uh, there's stories that these pirates buried treasures in, in in the islands, and I actually went through a cave, super duper small, really more of a tunnel, I would call it, uh, on one of these islands, right on the edge, like by a cliff on the island, and there's ancient Chinese writing in there, and. You can tell that they put some boxes or things in there. It's very small and very, very cramped, but really, really cool. Did you yeah, take any treasure? Yeah. Uh, you know, if I could find any treasure, I most certainly would have, but no, just, I, know, was not, I was not it, successful. Take it, grab it, and run. Just sprint. Yes. Sprint. Yes. I don't know how yes, you're going to get through airport it. security, but, you know, good save luck. It. I'm going to be responsible with it and, and donate it to history, you know. Donate I'll it to history. I'll be good with it. Yes, I would be good. I would be good. The only history but, I'm gonna I'm gonna be donating it to is my account summary history. <laughs> Just kidding. Wow. That's a pretty good no, joke, honestly, actually. I think Maybe I need it. For that. I, 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 you know, what? come to think of it, my my disposable income is uh, it's not too great right now. I, I'm starting to doubt myself. I'm starting to doubt my. Disposable. Starting to doubt yourself. <laughs> no, just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> I, hope, but, uh, I hope you're kidding. Yeah, so so eventually the pirates did go away though. So I'm so sad by that, you know. Oh, pirates. That's, that's so sad. That's love so them. Sad. I mean, you love pirates. Hate them, but love them. You, you know? love pirates, yeah. huh? No, I mean, I mean they were awful, but they were pirates. So, but they're they were, It's a cool story. It's a cool I buy story. into the stereotype. It's it's right. just too much fun. Just too oh much fun. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Uh, but eventually the pirates they went away, uh, and uh, of course Westerners came in. The Portuguese uh, settled in Macau. The, the Dutch were trading, uh, the French were there, English were there eventually, uh, and the English really took the lead. Uh, because Hong Kong is right at the, the mouth of the Pearl River Delta, and a much bigger city, Guangdong, uh, is right up the river, and you've got Macau on the other side. It's like a, a mega trading area. Um, but the British started to sell opium, the extremely addictive, it's heroin essentially. Yeah. Uh, as I understand it. Uh, and when the Chinese uh, saw sort of what it was doing to their population, uh, they made it illegal. They, they they had their own sort of Boston Tea Party, so to speak. But it was really more of they, they seized all this opium uh, and then they had this big uh, destroying area for it. They just pour all of it into these pits that were mixed with some, some salt or chemical, I don't know. Uh, and then they... I don't know. They they burned it. They they mixed it with water. I, they they got rid of wow. it somehow. Yeah, but the British weren't happy, so they had a war. Uh, First Opium War uh, led to the cessation of uh, Hong Kong Island to the British. So that was the beginning of Hong Kong as we know it. Yeah, uh, and then there was uh, the British continued, of course, to sell opium because 
you know, it's the British. That's what they did back then, you know. Uh, yeah, and again, the Chinese lost the war. So, uh, this time the British got all of the new territories. This is where I live, um, which is, uh, they got some more islands. Uh, they got two pretty big islands uh, on the west side, and then they got this pretty large, relatively speaking, land mass that stretched uh, almost into what we know as Shenzhen today. Like, really... Hong Kong and uh, the Hong Kong and uh, the Chinese city of Shenzhen are—they're like right next to each other. It's really weird. Yeah, yeah. If there weren't mountains in between, you could just see the the other skyline like super easy. Kind of wow. crazy. That's and both incredible. cities have huge skyscrapers and tons and tons of people. So. And I, I want to ask about. you: So when did the Chinese government, or I should say, the British government? make the agreement with the Chinese government or the Chinese empire would have been at the time to hand over Hong Kong back to the Chinese. Was it, do you remember what year that would have been? Cause I believe uh, it was 1997, correct? 1997. Yeah. But it would have been the communist party of course would have been uh, in charge at that time. Uh, and they are still today. Uh, but yeah, the, the Hong Kong was given back part of an agreement. Uh, I can't remember who signed it. M Margaret Thatcher, maybe. I'm not entirely sure. Don't quote and it me was, on that. Uh, <laughs> who was the, the CCP uh, uh, president at the time? Was it Deng? I think it was Deng. I think it was gotcha. Deng. Or Deng at least had the... Uh, he started the conversation about it all. And that, that really was the pivotal bit, was just and getting what, the conversation started in the first place. You know, it's crazy. But it was signed in 97, so yeah. it's as old as I am. <laughs> the year, in yeah, fact, the year we were born. In fact, I was gonna uh, say. Hong Kong Day is July 1st, 1997. And my birthday is July second, nineteen ninety seven. That's for all you credit. So I was actually around for it, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> wow, dang, that's I crazy was three to months think old, about. But you know. <laughs> wow, yeah, that's insane. That's insane. That's crazy. Um, but uh, the lease for the city has been given back to to China. So uh, wow. and uh, since the British, I, I think uh, Hong Kong uh, was occupied by the Japanese in the forties during World War Two and really devastated China in general and Hong Kong as a city it got bombed uh, pretty often and it, it just was not it wasn't doing well <laughs> but mm. uh, after that the 50s and 60s there was a, a swell in immigration uh, manufacturing opened up the business really started to to go because uh, you know of course you've got you're still right there at the, the mouth of the Pearl River so lots of trade the British brought uh, so much money in and the banks were set up and eventually Hong Kong just kind of blossomed into what it is today. A really amazing mega city that it's amazing how it functioned. To me, it seems it's like a beehive, you know, like I don't know if everybody's working maybe for the same purpose or the same common good. But like, you know, it, it's so fascinating to see a city that, you know, if it was a machine, it would just be so well oiled, you know, yeah. like every part works pretty dang well you know you can i can get to anywhere in in all of hong kong including the island in an hour and a half that's it pretty wow. much anywhere yeah I, I can get there in an hour and a half that's pretty amazing you know that like really that amazing. ability to move so quickly is like really i, I don't know it's it's a it's a, an incredible blessing i mean really really cool um but thanks for listening to my TED talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> I was no, sorry. <laughs> yeah, my bad, my bad. Uh, awesome. But Nate, I'm yeah. curious, uh, since we're talking about living in these places and the history, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I am super curious because I, I've never I've never been to Germany. I went through Munich e- Airport like once or twice, you, you know. So you've been to uh, Germany, you just haven't gone through Germany, like to see yeah. I just I just I've just landed and just wow, forests. It's beautiful, and then shoot, I was gone. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah but I'm curious. On the, where were you going on the way to somewhere? Else I was or, going obviously? to Czech Republic as Ooh. part of uh, uh, a. I was doing tech for uh, the my university choir. Uh, not a member of the choir, which is funny because, I you know I think I can sing a little bit. You, you know, are a choir boy. A choir, you were Captain I was, Trap in the Sound of Music. I mean, yeah, just saying. Yeah, that wasn't. Too too far in the past, I suppose. I don't it's think my ability is six years. Much, but I mean, it's not too far or long. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, I, I was just doing the audio and recording and everything for them, uh, so I got to see all of Eastern Europe. But okay, cool. okay. Back to the main point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm about you, so, Yeah, I, I know, right? Like, let's let's not let's not let's not have a little narcissistic sh- session for exactly. For McKay. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, Nate. I'm curious. Yeah. What has been Give me the three biggest culture shocks for you. Because I know there's not just one or two. Like, like there's got to be three main ones that when you got to Germany and you were starting your life there, you're just like, what? What is this? What? Yeah. So um, I'm glad you asked that question because that's something that I've kind of I've even levied in my mind. Is like, what exactly are the biggest three different things that for me is that I've seen or what some of the things that come to the top of my head? One has to definitely be the cash culture. Uh, I don't know if it's just a Germany uh, as of yet. But no, I think it's mostly, in Hong Kong. It's in yeah. Hong Kong as well. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Most yeah. of most of Europe, I would say too. It, so in Germany, one of the first things I noticed after I landed and I started eating out at some of these restaurants is they didn't take visas and some of the uh, or visa cards on some in some of the restaurants. So I started having to pull out cash. Well, one thing I immediately noticed is that uh, the coins um, they usually do two euro and one euro coins instead of one and two dollar bills as as opposed to what we do in the states to say either to save paper which is probably the more likely scenario but there's i had so many single euro and two euro coins i started noticing i was constantly having to go to the atm i'm like how am i always running out of money somehow and then i realized oh my goodness all these coins are just laying around and i didn't realize they said one and two euro on them so i counted them up and i almost had about a hundred euros worth of coins because I just didn't realize that, like, that's what I was getting. Because in the States, you know, when you get coins, it's mostly quarters and dimes and nickels and everything. So right. the amounts usually never add up to a, a bigger amount immediately. Uh, but not, that's not the case in Europe. Uh, and then the second thing would probably be the transportation culture. Uh, as it's mostly known in the States, you know, people think of Europe as this uh, city transport uh, kind of style of life. And it's absolutely the truth. City transport is definitely the ideal ideal method of travel, bus and trains and everything in between. And people really like to take the buses and the trains. I, probably more so the buses just to get from point A to point B. You pay a pretty decent rate per day, about two euros per day, and then you can go and take as much many of the buses as you want all day long. And it's on the it's kind of on the honor system. Every now and then the um, the polizei will come on and check tickets and make sure no one's like you know mooching a ride or whatever but they're really not that not that into um you know breaking the rules when it comes to the bus because it's so cheap and then the eating culture would be the last thing i would i would definitely say is a was a big culture shock people in germany here eat late 
and it's usually around the exact same time. No so way. you'll be walking outside and you'll be walking down the street or uh, an area here in town called the Market Plots. And there's a ton of different, it's basically marketplace. There's a ton of different restaurants in and around the little area. And you'll be just be walking through and all of a sudden there's like no one in the streets. It, it'll be busy for like a good 20 minutes and then everyone's gone. And you start freaking out thinking, whoa, what's going on? What's going on? And then you realize, oh, just everybody's <laughs> out to dinner having food huh. with family and friends. It's pretty interesting, and it's, it gets really quiet. And all these restaurants kind of, you know, they, they, they flourish because they know when everyone's going out to eat, and the business is really, really awesome. Uh, service is awesome. It, it feels like you're going to a five-star restaurant at some of these places, and it's pretty decently priced. Uh, Italian food is wonderful here, and pretty much every food you can imagine from across the world is, is really good here. There's a lot of Thai food, a lot of doner, which is uh, Turkish food, and Greek food, and, and there's um, all, all sorts of food from all over Europe. Spanish food too. You know, in, in the States, it's more uh, Hispanic, Hispa Hispanic food, and, and in Europe, it's Spanish food because it's you know, it's it's right here and uh, right down. Well, not I say right down the road, but it's really just a, <laughs> just a hop over. You it's know, a hop, skip, plane. and a jump. <laughs> and the last thing too, I would say, when or going back to my uh, second point with transportation, is plane travel is really cheap compared to the States. I don't know if you right. remember paying for tickets or did you go anywhere in between? Yeah, no, I, I have. It's incredibly expensive in the USA. But in yeah. Hong Kong, you know, it's like I, I, I pay the equivalence of like, good heavens, I flew to Thailand for, what was it? Like a, like a, less than a hundred US dollars? It's less crazy. than a hundred US dollars. That's crazy. I mean, and give you an example too. I can go from Germany, Frankfurt to Athens and take a guess how much it would cost me in euros. Oh, uh, oh man, I don't, I don't know. Uh, like, like a hundred euros. How about that? Seventy-five is the last time I wow. checked. Yeah, isn't that amazing? And I think That's a lot awesome. of it too is supply, recent supply and demand with COVID. But there is a uh, safer zone that Europe falls under, where any countries within the, within the EU can allow travel between the, each other's countries. Yeah. So long as those countries don't have the high rate of COVID numbers right now. But that's probably right. why the tickets are so cheap as of current. But before COVID, they were still really cheap. And it's crazy because I remember flying from Charlotte, North Carolina down to Florida, and it cost me about $300. I mean, it was expensive compared to what you pay in Europe. And it's, it's just amazing because instead of going to a different state, you're going to an entirely different country, which is wow. just kind of a mind-blowing thing, you know? That's that's incredible! Wow, such pretty awesome. <laughs> such but McKay, trust. <laughs> let me let me ask you this: What about you? What has been the biggest culture shock or culture shocks for you since you've been in Hong Kong? Yeah, uh, I don't I don't know. I feel like ours are pretty pretty similar, but I I feel like some of ours differ in very small ways. Like like you mentioned the transportation, like it's a sort of honor system, whereas in Hong Kong, you know, it's the city, right? And it's got you can ride the train, the subway, you know, as we call it in USA, but they call the MTR after the name of the, the train company, uh, mm -hmm. or you can take one of two bus companies or one of three bus companies. Uh, and everywhere, you they accept this thing called Octopus, right? I think uh, in London, they've got this thing called Oyster, right? It's, a, it's just a payment service, right? Where they give you a card, you can pay for a meal, you can get on the bus, you can uh, get on the train. You can use the Octopus pretty much for, you can pay your bills with the Octopus. You know, interesting. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, but uh, you you gotta pay to get on, right? Their their gates here for the MTR, right? These are these are not ones that you can just jump over. You know, 
and that the staff and everything that they've got for these companies they're hardliners you know like yeah you gotta pay you gotta, gotta pay. pay they're pretty cool for the buses like you know you don't have if if uh, your card's not working or something you can pay at the end of your ride before you get off but like they they have cameras on everything so you know it's uh it's sort of part of uh just the chinese government in total like they've they believe in surveillance, you know. Uh, they've got cameras everywhere, so you just gotta follow the rules. It's not so bad. Interesting. Uh, That's yeah, not too yeah. Bad at all. Yeah. So, uh, I think the biggest culture shock for me was the cuisine and just like the way people eat here. Like, when we talk about Chinese food, I'm sure at home you're thinking about, oh, they've got fried rice, they've got uh, mugu gai pan, uh, they've got. Like that one doesn't even really sound Chinese to me, honestly. Like as Cantonese as I know it. But uh, they've got egg drop soup. They got you know they got fried wontons and this and that. The, the wontons of cheese. Yeah, it's it's nothing like it. It's just nothing like it. Like they've got a ton of different dishes here. But you gotta imagine that like it's different ingredients than in the USA, and they've got different qualities for cooking here, and it's much more all natural. You know, like they. They really work with uh, fresh ingredients, and the wet markets in the city are incredible to just to walk through. Like you've got everything uh, anywhere in China, is, is, all of their goods are shipped through uh, Hong Kong. So you've got access to everything, and they like exotic stuff. Like my favorite dish, take a guess, Nick. Take a guess, Ooh. Nate. You, you, just, just guess. I, I would say I, I know you like chicken. Because, you know, fun, fun fact, everybody, McKay was with me when I got my license for the first day. Do you remember that? We went out to a Chinese restaurant. Ah, and, I do. Yeah. I, and do. I know you like sesame chicken, so I'm going to guess sesame chicken. Sesame chicken. Se- that is, that's an incredible that you remember that. <laughs> I know. I know. That's incredible weird. that I remember that. But <laughs> uh, sesame chicken as I don't think I, it doesn't really exist in Hong Kong. Like not, definitely not the way that. That I that we had it when when we were uh, out on your first driving experience, uh, but I will tell you I like a very exotic bit of the chicken. My favorite Chinese food is chicken feet. That's a thing. Chicken feet, yes. That's wow. I I, I please elaborate. I I've never even <laughs> thought that the feet of a chicken could be edible, but I guess. I, so you gotta know, I like eating exotic stuff. Like, you know, people say your body's a temple, but I'm gonna go ahead and just experiment. What can I put in my body, and what will happen? Oh my lord! <laughs> what is it like? <laughs> it's like you're trying uh, to change your temple built from foundation to like Jello and yes, and all with these food, food only, with food only, food only. Let me just stress that food only. Okay. Food I only. hope so. Anyways, I okay. I, I, no I hope everyone food. understands that now. Excellent. Food only. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, chicken feet. No, I I, uh, I think the first time I had it was I, I was served in a soup. It's always like boiled. Uh, you got to really boil it. Um, so it's it's super sterile. Uh, they've, they've cut off the, uh, the claws or whatever. Uh, and the chicken foot is not just... The, sl- the lower part of the foot, it kind of goes up where the bone uh, connects to the rest of the chicken. The chicken bone's connected to the chicken foot bone. You know, something like that, right? <laughs> but uh, it's wow. pretty good. 
Honestly, I, it's pretty good. What, what does I it like taste it. like? Like, is it uh, is it similar to the chicken taste, or is it because it's chicken feet, or is it like a a different kind of? Uh, you know, I'll let you. I'll let you talk about it. <laughs> oh my! Oh my! I mean, it it it's boiled so much that I, I don't want to repulse people because to me it sounds good, but I feel like to some other they'll, they'll be like. What is McKay talking about? What is McKay? What, what is this garbage he is putting in his mouth? This is unorthodox. This is not kosher. Please stop. <laughs> wow. No, but seriously. So, so they boil it, it uh, a, a whole bunch. The skin is really sort of tender, and that's what you're eating, really. Uh, and there's a bunch of bones in there. So, Hong Kong people are just really excellent uh, at spitting out bones. Like they can, they can put a whole a whole fish in their mouth and just you know like. Like a cat in a cartoon, like grabs the tail and just pulls it out. And just gets oh, pulls it all out, yeah, of the, the meat tail, off. That, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, it's just, I, I'm actually it's like just perfect. I'm actually just bones. Picturing that Looney Tunes episode right now. <laughs> right, exactly. Like you can just see it in your. Seriously, it is like they can do that here. Honestly, it's incredible, uh, and they're doing it with chopsticks as well. So, Jeez. you know, super crazy, super crazy, but that's awesome, crazy. anyways. Yeah. But uh, but I, I've gotten pretty good at it. Uh, I can go through a chicken foot in like sixty seconds or so. I, I've never uh, thought I'd imagine you saying that sentence in my entire life. I can yeah. go through a chicken foot in about thirty. That, that's like that's pretty amazing because you never even think about eating the chicken feet in the United States. Yeah, no, no, you know? definitely not. Yeah, and and it's interesting because you know when I was living in in sort of the south of the USA, uh, in South Carolina. Uh, beautiful South Carolina. People were eating like, like chicken liver. I want to say that's a dish. I don't know. It sounds like cat food to me. And chicken hearts and, uh, are as well. I don't even really. I don't. You know, you're gonna have to cook that quite a bit and present that in a pleasant way for me to eat that. Which is so oh, interesting because you know I think some people look at a chicken foot and they're like, uh, no. <laughs> Why did you cook that bit? <laughs> yeah. But I saw it and was like. Someone said, oh, you can eat that. In fact, it's really good. I'll have one. And then Jeez. I saw them take a bite, and I was like, no way. No I way. have to do this. I oh must. Lord. I must do this. That's crazy. Uh, I do have a food question, actually. Yes. Have yes. you ever heard of oyster rice noodles? I think we've talked about this before, actually. Oyster but... rice noodles. Yes, I have. Yes. They're, they're they very popular. Yeah, super popular. Uh, definitely one of the more popular noodle dishes. Uh Correct me if I'm wrong. It's the noodles that are they're really, really thin, right? Yes, that is correct. Yeah, and they're almost glassy sort of in texture. Yeah. A little bit like yeah, kind of whiter. Like, yeah. Yeah, they might be glass. They actually might be glass noodles if I'm not mistaken. But Yeah. Oh, man. Excellent stuff. They smell Excellent really stuff. good. Yeah. They taste the, really the, good too. Yeah. Chinese cuisine has got a million dis- different recipes, different combinations of different foods. And uh, it's even connected sort of to Chinese medicine too. Yeah. Uh, which wow. I feel like we could talk about Chinese medicine on its own for like a whole episode. I mean, it's just yeah. that fascinating. Jeez, uh, yeah. But so uh, let me give you the other culture shocks before I forget them. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. So so uh, the other one is the sense of space, right? Like this kind of goes into the eating habits, right? Like uh, the first time I ate out at a Chinese restaurant, I shared a table with some other people, like a big round table, not even a big round table, like a small round table, like a coffee you know, you put your coffee on that sort of deal, you know, and you're you're not eating the same food as each other. But, they, you know, like I went with somebody else and we shared a big bowl of food and just, you know, we split the food. Uh, so 
pretty interesting. Uh, like you just you're you, you kind of have to like acknowledge other people. <laughs> like you're yeah. sitting at the same table, so you have to be like, oh, hello. <laughs> but that's I feel like that's all you have to say. You know, maybe you can say goodbye if they didn't like slurp their noodles too loud or like burp. Like AOL. Which sometimes that is totally like AOL. What do you mean like yeah, AOL? Yeah, do you, like when you remember when you log out of a, did you ever have AOL or did your family? Ever I don't have think AOL? I ever had AOL. But do you know the so. AOL sound effect that's like goodbye? Please simulate it. Goodbye. I mean, that's it. That's it. Like, <laughs> that's it? Seriously. It's just, you know, it's just, just a man that says goodbye? I'm just imagining you saying goodbye. On like goodbye. An, the AOL sound effect. This is no joke what it sounds like. Goodbye. <laughs> like, that's it. So just, I, can, I can imagine your whole story. And for my AOL users out there, give me, correct me if I'm wrong. But you just said you could say goodbye to these folks, right? Before you even acknowledge, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Just acknowledging. So you just just imagine you know, you're going to your restaurant and instead of saying hello to anybody and they, they, they see you and they're waving, whatever. All you got to do is goodbye. <laughs> and that's all you got to do. Wow. I that's didn't ever think do. of it like that, but I'm sure there have been plenty of circumstances where I just stood up and was like, goodbye <laughs> yeah exactly that was that was pretty good and you got the voice for wow. it too i i think there's about 30 times a day where i have these goodbye moments you know where <laughs> i just don't want to i don't either don't want to talk to somebody or if i want to get out of a situation i'm like oh, goodbye <laughs> so that's what i'm wow. imagining right now so sorry that's for the crazy tidbit of humor but yeah please continue your t- yeah t- no no uh and and i think that even my third point uh which i kind of talked about earlier with the oyster oyster card situation all that uh, like the, the ease of transportation is so good. Like there are so many people in the city and yet you can get on a train or a bus or a boat, like a ferry. You can go and you can get on a plane. Like it's super easy. It's very convenient. You know, it's packed, you know, definitely goes into like the sense of space. Like we're all sharing a space. We, we live in small apartments. We eat at the same table. We, we queue in the same hundred person line for our newspaper you know like yeah really if that happens like you'll see a hundred old people in line to get their print newspaper which (laughs) i feel is shameful for the younger generation for not teaching these older people how to use a cell phone but (laughs) i don't know interesting uh but yeah so like it's easy transportation and access to everything 24 7 you got a 7-eleven on every corner you got a circle k you you know, all the lights are on 24-7. You know, it's a mega city. So it's a um, city that never sleeps, just like New York it's City. It's a city that really never sleeps, trust me. I mean, I, I can attest by the amount of traffic outside my window at like 2 o'clock in the morning. Does Hong Kong have more people than New York City, let's say, or is it vice versa? Oh. I never thought of that, actually. Wow. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't know the population of New York City. I... I wonder what is the population of New York. Do you, can you tell me quickly? Yeah, I'll tell you right now, actually. I just looked it up. 8.399, well, 8. right? Are you looking at Google? Yes. That's 2018, so maybe it's gone up a little, a little bit. Maybe so that's 8.4 8. 8. or something. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, Hong Kong has 8, 8 million, uh, but uh, Hong Kong is an international city, right? And, yeah. uh, certain people aren't really included in their, they don't really have a census, right? But so they it's, have an it's, idea who, who's living I, there. A good question. And, and, and it looks to me like the population numbers are almost identical as well as the, the density. 
and it, the area is about 100 kilometers squared less than New York City for Hong Kong. Yeah. So I think, yeah. I think they're including just Manhattan, possibly, or maybe, I don't know. I really, I hate to say I don't know the geography of New York City that well, but I know there's the different boroughs, you know. You got the five bureau, boroughs, yeah. and you've got, you got Manhattan, and yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't. It's pretty crazy to think uh, Hong Kong is just so small, and there's so many people, and you can really add like another two million uh, workers who come into Hong Kong and live here as well. Uh, and Interesting. That myself. So the city swells to a population of about ten, uh, maybe even eleven million. I'm not sure, um, but you know, it, it drops down to with COVID, you've got a lot of lot of. Uh, people haven't come to hong kong and you've got no tourism or anything so wow i don't know yeah covid really throws everything off of course yep but um, unfortunately yeah. too bad too bad but uh nate why don't why don't you uh give people an idea of like your day-to-day uh not too specific <laughs> not like too i feel like specific. people don't want to know when you like brush your teeth or anything like but they, like they, i really i'm curious share... like what's a what's a german day like well, I want to like share what toothbrush I use and toothpaste and. Oh man, is it Colgate? The, type, the types of. Do they have Colgate there? Yeah, they have Colgate. Or do they There's... have like sh- Schlecken tooth and brushing? The, the, the Schlecken tooth and brushing. Did you just actually say that those words? <laughs> oh, I don't. I hate to say I don't even know what that means, but I have. Um, Good, because I, I made have, it up. <laughs> so, my my schedule in Germany is pre- it's pretty it's pretty decent. I wake up usually around five forty five or six. Uh, go to the gym or do a workout. Then I shower, change, go to work around 8, 8.30, get some breakfast on the way, and then – or I cook breakfast usually at home. Uh, wait, I'm curious, Nate. What What yeah. is – are there people in the gym with you? Like where do yes. you work out? Yeah, I work out on the uh, American base here. On the so post. Have, okay, yeah, on the on base. The post. Yeah, so, yeah we, we have the COVID protocols. You know, we have to wear a mask while working out and all that kind of stuff. So we, yeah. we go yeah. from – I go from home. I, you know, get my, my workout clothes on, make sure I'm shaved and everything. Nice. Yeah. What do you out. do for breakfast? What do people yeah. eat for breakfast there? So I, I usually uh, stick with eating at the Army Dining Facility on the base. And so oh, okay. I, I do like an omelet usually uh, and do peppers and, and, you know, turkey. What do you do on the stuff. weekends? Weekends I cook. I usually cook. Bre- so I have like wow. eggs and stuff and omelets. Yeah. So I actually I cook, believe it or not, when I feel like it. Uh, it just, to me, I... I really like eating out. So, you know, in Germany, it's really hard because you have so many good restaurants around. You just want to go eat out at every single one of them. So it's been really, <laughs> it's been a challenge because, you know, you got to maintain when you get older and then metabolism starts going down. Yes, really I, I can to attest see, to that. I yeah, can attest you to that. really start to see results. And it's, it's kind of a, a scary, sad feeling. It's like, man, we're not young. You're getting, we're not going to stay young forever, you know. But, wow, don't scare me, Nate. Jeez. Well, you know, I'm sorry. It's just the truth. Just saying. But anyway, I, I go Thank to work you. nine to five usually, and I'll stay a couple hours if I need to, an hour or two maybe. To come home, uh, go through my routine of chores or whatever, set some, side, some time aside to kind of like focus on myself. And then I, um, you know, just kind of put myself in a position to just relax for a little bit and, and kind of compose myself. Maybe I catch up on work that I didn't get finished with. And then I'll call you because I'm bored. <laughs> and, you know, yeah, we do we do talk quite what? a bit. I mean, I will. So, say. what like when you go to base, you're you're driving your car? Yeah, yeah. So a... I I okay. had the choice. I had the choice. I mean, I can I can take the bus. I can take my bike. Uh, I could even do an electric scooter that you can rent out and make it all wow. the way to the base in about half an hour or so. 
I wonder I just, what your soldiers would think of you if you just showed up on a little electric scooter. Well, like, believe it or not, I have soldiers that do show up with an electric scooter every now and then, and it's no we, officers we though, right? We well, <laughs> I haven't seen me. one yet. No, yeah, no officers yet, but I haven't. I, I have not yet seen one, but it's. It's uh, I would I would love to be the first if that was a category to fill, you know. But it's it's right. been, it's been pretty good, and I enjoy it. Um, you know, going to work and stuff. I kind of like having music and and just that drive to work. You know, you pass by some really cool fields and stuff, and and I'm all about time management when it comes to getting to and from work. So I try my best to be on time, and um, and usually I'm on time. I've really only been late maybe once in my entire life since working here. All right, um, all right. Maybe 30 times, I don't know. I, I don't really keep count of how many times. No, I'm just kidding. But, uh, yeah, it's, wow. it's pretty good. It's pretty good. And I think what I really like, too, is you just have this feeling and you wake up. And when I first got here, I forgot that I was in Germany for a long time. And by long time, I mean, like, for a good couple of weeks, I would forget when I'd wake up. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm in a foreign country. Holy crap. Got to get used to this. And the road signs and everything, you got to get used to them. And But, yeah, it's it's been pretty good. And I, I think I need to start – reducing my carbon footprint and maybe start taking the bike to work because that'd be a good workout in itself so wow yeah, yeah very responsible of you right we'll, <laughs> see, awesome. we'll see what happens with that i'm just kind of wow i'm really into the driving to work right now so you know yeah are the roads really busy there or they uh they can depending on the time of day in the morning it can get really jam-packed because there are a lot of people who still drive cars in germany um and so i live in the in the downtown metropolitan Wiesbaden area so you have a lot of cars stacked up. The the traffic it can get really congested at certain points in the morning and in the evening. So I try my best to like time it right, and then that's when I leave. But yeah, it's it's gonna be uh, a lot of one way roads, as they say in German, Einbahnstrasses. So it means one way street. Wow. Yeah, I'm, wow. You see, you'll see a Einbahnstrasse, and that's a one way road. So it's stuff like that. It's like, oh man, here we go. Got to go do this. Got to go do that. But overall, I really enjoy. Um, my, my experience, uh, my, my day-to-day job and, and my wow. weekends are I, usually not scheduled. So it, it's pretty good. Yeah. I, I don't know if I could drive here. Like I take the bus, I take the bus pretty much everywhere. <laughs> yeah. You're saving like, gas really. money. Uh, yeah, no, that's true. Like I take the bus or, or I take the train. Like, you know, there's this, it's so fast. Seriously. I could, uh, I could honestly walk to work if I really wanted to, wow. but I'm not going to. Because wow. why would I walk to work in two hours? I mean, there's some people that go above and beyond for that, but I'm like, nah, I'll, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get there Sounds in the ten minute, the ten minute drive. Yeah, exactly. I'll get yeah, there in the ten minute drive. I schedule for myself. Good idea. Good idea. Good idea. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, should I so get, Should I tell you my day to day? Well, my I was gonna. Uh... <laughs> we'll say one last thing. Yeah. McKay, would you like to tell us about your day to day offer? <laughs> So I just wanted to see if you, you know, you were oh. waiting for your turn. I want to see how eager you were to, to, to get me to, to move on to you. Wow. Yeah. I am, uh, what, what's the term? Eager beaver? I'm an eager, eager beaver. beaver. I guess I'm so. I'm an eager beaver. Eager beaver McKay. It's got a good Do it. to it. Tell us about your day, McKay. How, what does it look like? <laughs> I will. I will. Uh, so I wake up, I guess I wake up much later than you. I wake up like around 7 a.m., but the city is already like, it's going full speed. I think, uh... I hear a lot more traffic, and my apartment is right on a main busy road for where I live in the far, not far north, but the north stretches of, of the city. Um, so by 7 a.m., I'm, I'm going to work. Uh, people duck into these little bakeries that they have, or the 7-Eleven like I do, and they pick up 
you know, they have some, uh, some little dishes like siumai, which are like little fish dumpling things. Uh, kind of hard to describe, honestly. Uh, but they've got some other things. Bakeries got uh, these buns that've got ham and egg and all sorts of different stuff. They love uh, spam here. Do they love spam in Germany? I I really don't mess with spam, but I I would say spam is probably popular wherever you go. I I've just never been a spam fan to be honest. Uh yeah, spam. They call it luncheon meat here, right? So definitely like the more classic. I feel like I'm in the fifties. They're like, you want a luncheon meat bun? Yeah. Like, oh, luncheon meats. Mm. You live in an era Love. where spam was simply canned meat, McKay. Yeah, that's that's so true. I'm reminded of that every day. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they've got these bakeries. Uh, people are getting on the bus. They're usually really – the buses are usually very busy. Uh, they run all the time. Uh, I, I usually have just a big bottle of green tea. It's, you know, it's Hong Kong. It's Cantonese people. They love their tea. Tea is is paramount for them, right? It's infused into their culture and lives. And uh, tell me, like, like a, a liter of green tea a day? I feel great. I mean, yeah. I've gained weight, well, but, but I'm great. <laughs> yeah, I'm great. But I'm it's great excellent anyways. <laughs> oh, my God. No, uh, but it's like 30 minutes for me to get to work door to door. The work culture is really interesting. Uh, that's another topic that I feel like we could just spend a whole episode on, like work culture <laughs> where we live. Yeah. Um, but I'm a kindergarten teacher, so I've got a lot of energy that I'm expending, uh, and I, I'm usually pretty tired. I get off work around four-ish, you know, maybe five. And Hong Kong people like to have afternoon tea, like the British. Uh, so they've got afternoon tea sets or, or combos, you know, like in USA. Uh, and you can just get a, a drink and like a, a small dish or a, sm a snack, really. Yeah. Uh, and then people eat dinner very late here, as do I. Uh, you know, I'm trying to assimilate into the culture. I do have one <laughs> question, actually, about yeah, that. So yeah. before COVID, were you teaching in person to these children or were you always doing a more of a telework style of teaching? Uh, no, I was teaching in person. I am... Uh, Last year, I, I had someone working with me. I've got someone working with me now, um, but I will soon be the sole uh, native English teacher or net teacher, as they're called here, wow. uh, for three uh, kindergartens. So wow. I think I've got like, I teach like a total of 210, 220 students. Uh, Monday well, you through had Friday to and some Saturdays. Cantonese to get you by, correct? To communicate uh, with these children? Or? Yeah, English is the de facto language here. Like, if you've got an education and you make some money, which most English... In fact, to be a teacher, I think you have to be somewhat proficient in English. Uh, so, like, everybody speaks a little bit of English, so you don't really need to know all that much Cantonese to survive here, but I like to be respectful, and I, I think it's a beautiful language, so... I try That's to awesome. use as, as much as I can when I'm. You're not really supposed to do it when you're teaching, right? Because they need to get uh, an ex. You know, they, they need to have a full English experience. It can't be yeah. mixed with another language. But I, I talk to the teachers definitely. Wow, That's really interesting, yeah. actually. I, yeah. I'm just so curious. You know, it's it's so interesting to me. That, you know, you teach these hundreds of kids. And my question to you is, you know, how long do you think you would be willing to stay in Hong Kong for? Do you? I guess you enjoy what you do. I mean, I feel like you are making sure to feel like you're making a difference with these kids' lives, you know, teaching them. Yeah, a language. yeah. 
teaching teaching young children teaching children i guess in general you know i've heard it said like it's a very fulfilling job and i can confirm <laughs> mm-hmm. uh like it, it really it is it is pretty fulfilling um to be a kindergarten teacher and teaching children as as young as as i am like really the the beginning of their education i i teach as young as nursery and pre-nursery play groups uh occasionally so you have to have a lot of energy you know it's it's like putting on a a children's show uh uh you have to have a in my opinion i feel like you need to have an energetic approach to it because they're so young they don't they're not going to respond to to writing a bunch of words on the board and repeating it over yeah. and over and worksheet yeah. after worksheet. No, you got to have got to have games. I really like music. Goodbye. Uh, which was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly got me there. <laughs> I did not mean to press. That. <laughs> you got me that's right funny. there. You oh, got me funny. right. There. I can just see you every okay. every lesson ending. ending yes, with that's goodbye. How, goodbye. Goodbye. No, we sing a song. I love music. We sing a song. I swear, oh, I'm not the. God. I'm not actually the voice for the AOL. You all do realize McCabe just had entered that without me doing anything. Right? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was. Uh, oh. No, no, it, it, it's good. It's a. It's a great job. It's awesome. The work culture is different, but it's. It's really great. Uh, we can talk about it more later. Definitely. People <laughs> uh. <laughs> so are gonna be like, "Why did that just happen?" And yeah, I have goodbye. no answer for them. <laughs> oh man, that's oh, funny. Man. No, but uh, Sorry about that. <laughs> uh people people eat so late here and you know the city it's a mega city. People love to stay up late. During the summer and the spring it can get pretty hot, so when the sun goes down, the lights go on and things get fun. <laughs> wow. wow. I make it sound like it's a crime movie city or something like that. <laughs> Jeez, man. Oh man. Wow. Okay. So you yeah. know my day to day now. Do you have any more questions for my day to day? No. No. And I apologize for the random goodbye <laughs> in the middle of your. No, your it TED is talk. fine. It's oh, good because I would. Uh, I would get. Yeah, you're right. My TED talk. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, I would just keep going and going. I won't lie. That was really funny. Um, but anyway, oh, guys, I I think I think that we should start this trivia competition yeah let's do it yeah absolutely oh, i'm excited so yeah here's how i think we should do it um okay I, I, mckay do you want to do you want to ask me how it's going to work and then i'll yes okay it. so so give me the format are we doing a, a guessing game is this uh, uh uh i don't know tell me all right so i think we should do this we got to do three multiple choice answers for our fun facts there's going to be no okay. point system, of course, because I'm, I'm going to beat you regardless if we did it that way. You know, it's just <laughs> that good. No, just kidding. But we'll wow. give each other three multiple choice answers for each question okay. regarding a fact. You got to guess the right one. Okay. okay. Excellent. Are they exciting facts or? I, that, are, that's up to you. you I hope. Judge, I hope they are. Judge that. Are yours exciting facts? Because I feel like mine aren't. I feel like mine are Jeopardy questions. Uh, Jeopardy questions. <laughs> blah blah blah. Whatever. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. right. So I'll start. All right. Okay. Deal. So, beer is considered a food in Bavaria officially. Is this a true or b false? Wow, so I'm only getting a true or false question on this yeah, one. Yeah, just, okay. just to start you out. Just to start you out. Okay. Uh, beer is considered a food in Bavaria. I'm not searching this up, I promise. Uh, 
That seems so ridiculously stereotypically German. <laughs> like, like guess, only you... Germany would be like, beer is a food. You can, the government is telling you, as a human being, you can survive on food and water alone. I can't survive. And beer is food. Hey, hey. That's it's pretty funny, actually. So, uh, okay, I'm, I'm going to go with, no way, I'm going with false on that one. No false? chance. That is actually incorrect. Beer what? is indeed considered considered a food in Bavaria officially. <laughs> no me. way. Yep. No way. Pretty crazy. Why? Right? How? I don't ever ask questions. I mean, if you really want to get into the nitty gritty, you can always ask Siri, or you can ask <laughs> ask Alexa, maybe even ask Google. You know, any of those AIs would probably be able to give you a more existential. Right. Answer. You just report the facts. You don't you don't know anything about them. You just report them. <laughs> exactly right. You've got mail. So anyway, <laughs> wow, we're we're really incorporating AOL into this podcast. I, I guess so. AOL is going to be our uh, mascot for from now on. No, I'm just kidding. So um, I don't know why should that I, just should played. I give actually, you... I have no <laughs> idea why that just played. <laughs> it's, it's your computer, freaky, actually, it's All the right. beginning. It's Skynet is taking over. Hide your computers. So. Goodbye. Turn off your streaming devices. <laughs> right. Goodbye. So here we go. All right, here's here's my second uh, question for. Or do you want to go back okay. and forth? Maybe we should. Uh, back let's go back and forth. Let's yeah, let's go. I'll give Hit you me. one. I'll give you one very quickly. Okay. Uh, Hong Kong shot. has the largest double deck tram system in operation in the world today. The largest double deck tram system. Mm. Uh, what year was it created? Was it created in A, nineteen seventy four, B? 1934 or C 1904 74 34 or 04 there's a lot of 4s in there brother yes making it very difficult for me Um, yeah I don't want you to I don't want you to have to guess for like you know the specific year so you know at least you know it's this one year you know this individual it's got a 4 in it whatever it's got a 4 in it (laughs) well here's the question I have to ask so it would it would have been under British rule regardless, correct? Well, you know the handover is in 1997, so yes, so yes. British rule. So the answer is obviously yes. So the British would have helped construct this. Yes, uh, this, yes, certainly. Gotcha. All right. So I'm gonna guess 74, 34, or, or 04. Well, uh, I'm thinking of like I'm thinking in terms of of when railroads. Are, I mean, railroads have been a thing since the 1800s, right? Right. So right. Maybe. In the West, yes. I would. I'm actually going to have to go with 34. 1934. 1934 is incorrect. <laughs> oh, are you serious? <laughs> it, yes, it is incorrect. I'm so sorry. Nate, is Skynet taking over seriously? I don't know. You're I think you have a Terminator situation in. on your hand, man. <laughs> oh no, not at all. Not no, at all. Uh, the correct answer is C. 1904. 1904. That's hurtful. So, so we're both 0 for 1. Yeah, Dang. so a hundred years of a double deck tram system. And that you can still catch it. It's called the Ding Ding, uh, which is really funny because the doors open and close and they say Ding Ding. And Cantonese people don't want to say tram system in wow. a British accent. So they say Ding Ding, you know. Uh, and you can still get it. It goes all the way from the far west of Hong Kong Island to the far east. And it's interesting. It's really cool. It's slow. It's classic. You see the sights. You buy the water. 
you know you see the the wet markets you can you can sit on the top deck and have a beer it's awesome Super I think cool. I've said interesting probably 180 times. Someone keep counting and I'll give you a $5 gift card. <laughs> Everything is so apparently interesting with what you're saying. You know, you just said that and it's going out there. So when someone does give you a count, you're going to owe them that. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. So every time you say something hurtful, I'm, I'm going to play the oof sound. You're going to oof me. I'm going to skynet it up me. in here. So I think it's my turn to ask you a question. Yes, go. Right? Go. Right, here we go. Do it. All right. There are... This amount of castles in Germany, ready? Okay. Are there 2,100, 1,300, 400, or 11? What? You're giving me four options? Yes. You went from a true or false to four options. How am I supposed to remember all of that? Good heavens. Uh, Lucky for you. Lucky for you. You're about to have to press that button again, I swear. Or Skynet is going to press it for you. I know the answer. I know the answer. Oh, it's say it. A, twenty one hundred castles in Germany, and I think I remember you saying it earlier. Did you not say it earlier? Uh, I, I did. did say am it. I just a, an excellent no, guesser? I, I did oh, okay, say it okay. <laughs> uh, I got you. Have to press sure that button did. again. Do yeah, it, Skynet. So. Hit it. <laughs> My life has been so. <laughs> yeah, bad timing. But oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Twenty one hundred castles. Pretty crazy, right? That's amazing. Well, are they really all amazing. restored or, or like what's the um, deal with that? They So a lot of them are – are there's quite a big number of them that are um, – or I should say large number of them that are still relatively in good shape. And then a lot – Like a majority yeah, or I, – I don't know if it's a majority to be quite honest with you. I, okay, I okay. Look that answer. But there's, a, there's quite – like the one in Sonnenberg has unfortunately been more on the destroyed side. So, oh, you so know, ruins. It's, yeah, yeah, but it's you're more of a ruins. But, they, you know, they have uh, different, you know, guard towers and watchtowers and stuff that are still in the heart of the city and still in good condition. They're, they've been put in part of the architecture with all the other buildings. And thankfully, like Wiesbaden was a city that wasn't really touched during the war. Um, so it, it's been it's been kind of awesome to know that there's still a good pocket of castles that are still relatively in great condition. There's wow. one I will mention called Berg Eltz, which is right close by. And it is incredibly in good shape. And the same family who's lived in that castle owns it still. Wow, how long has, have they owned it for? 1188 is when it was built. Wow. So since 1188, yeah. It's been that's, a long time. Wow. That's been a long, crazy. long time. I know. Good and heavens. you can go and do, like, you can stay the night in the castle. You can go to get a, uh, food, go do wine tasting there. It's really amazing. When we do vlogs, I'll have to do, go to that castle and do a vlog on it. But yeah. All right, hit cool. me with a question, brother. Wow. Okay, yes. Uh, I think we should do one more question each. Uh, uh, otherwise, people are going to be like, oh, good Lord, it's Jeopardy all over again or something yeah. else. Yikes. Okay, uh, so uh, Hong Kong has amazing infrastructure. They have got multiple bridges. They've got beautiful highway systems. They've got super-duper advanced uh, systems in place and infrastructure that prevents uh landslides uh they've got they've got marina harbors i mean we're talking one of the most infrastructurally sound places in the world Hmm. and i want to tell you that there are a lot of tunnels here a lot of tunnels and so i'm going to give you three options for how many tunnels are in hong kong are you ready go okay there are 39 
A, 39 major tunnels, B, 19 major tunnels, or C, 9 major tunnels? Ooh, interesting. So a lot of tunnels. I'm just trying to think, based on the size of Hong Kong with the, the kilometer squared, I, w- I wouldn't... I'm going to shoot in the dark, and I'm going to guess. Okay. I'm going to say 19. Wow. Yeah, you got it right. Wow. Oh, really? <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's pretty good. Good guess. Good guess. You are correct. There are 19 major tunnels in Hong Kong. That's 19 awesome. major tunnels. That is right. Yeah. Uh, and you can drive through them all. They're perfectly maintained. Uh, really, really cool. Some of them are built during the British colonial period. Some of them more modern history, uh, but they're really excellent, really cool to drive through. And there's there's one that I especially love that goes between the western bit of the city called part of uh, Hong Kong's uh, Gold Coast. Although it's really the Xingmen Valley is what it, it's really called. Uh, and it wow. takes you north, uh, right to the border with mainland China. Uh, and it's the, the Xingmen Tunnels, and there's two or three of them. They're just... They're really long, and at one point you pop out, you look left, and there's this waterfall that goes right to the... It's not a huge one, but it's a small one, and it's just really beautiful, and you just boop right back into the tunnel again, and pops you right out into these suburbs that look a little bit like England that's in some exotic place with a little bit of green and jungle. So, <laughs> that's actually cool. like... That's, that's actually really cool to like to to know that nineteen yeah. nineteen tunnels in the city of Hong Kong and, yeah. and you said they were all built by the British right yeah and there's no there's no bridge between uh, Hong Kong Island and Kowloon there's actually I think three major tunnels that you can take and two of them are really really they're the most popular uh, but they're underground that go in between the harbor and huge ships can go up and down uh, the harbor there between Hong Kong Island and Kowloon so. Yeah, wow. it's really cool. You like you think of all the people living on the island, and you're like, how do you get stuff over there? And there are these huge tunnels underneath the ocean. So cool stuff. That's interesting. Yeah, hit me with your hit me with your last oh, fun last fact. question, huh? Let's hit see. me. Hmm. I'm ready. All right, this is actually going to be more of like an all over Europe question. All right, cool. What city has the largest train station in Europe? Is it A. Paris, B. London? C, Prague, or D, Berlin? Man, you hit me with four multiple t- question again. Dang, good heavens. I know. You I must hate out. me. You must hate me so much. I, I, apparently You're like, I was on I was on number level one difficulty, and, and I'm just turned it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I make McKay just want to go. Goodbye. <laughs> good heavens. <laughs> uh, okay, so we've got we've got Paris. We've got London. We've got Prague. Did you say? Yes. Prague and Berlin. Yeah, but you're missing one. You've got mail. And you've got mail, a very important <laughs> capital in in Europe. An extremely. Yeah, exactly. That's where the international uh, criminal court is held. Is is you've got mail? I think it's in Belgium or Netherlands. <laughs> Maybe. No. Uh. Okay. I think. I. It's not London, right? Because. Come on, that's not London. You, you know, no one really people taking the train in London. Like, really? I don't think I've ever so heard that. London. You're being uh, yeah, sorry, sorry, London. No, I'm I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I apologize for my just brash kidding. behavior. Uh, I don't think it's Prague. Uh, I don't okay. think it's Prague. Otherwise, I would have taken a train in Prague when I went there. 
uh, not so long ago, a few years ago. Um, so it's between Berlin and Paris. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go with Paris. Like, I think all signs indicate Paris has got, you know, that's like the train capital of the world. No, right? I got to be honest with you. Tell me. Oh. No. It's. It's. It's a lot of oofs. Oh, it's still going. Good heavens. Oh, gee. That's a lot of oofs, man. You, you you've really done wrong. Oof. Skynet was not happy out. there. You <laughs> got it wrong. It's Berlin. I'm sorry. It's Berlin. Okay. I'm sorry. You know what that means? Goodbye. Oh. Goodbye. Goodbye. Just kidding. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, it's believe it or not, it's Berlin. Not a lot of people think that, uh, I've noticed. It's people usually think of Paris because of the Gare de Lyon station. Uh, and uh, you could imagine, you know, with the Eiffel Tower there and everything. They, they, yeah, that would be yeah. kind of the hub. And basically, So Berlin, you can go would, anywhere, right? Yes, that is correct. Yep, you can go pretty much anywhere you go, uh, anywhere you want to, really. I mean, even, most, even Frankfurt. And, I mean, the railroads are all over Europe. And, uh, you know, it's, it's really amazing that uh, the misconceptions wow. there. But I think, I think Paris is number two. Don't quote me on that, though. Okay. Paris okay. is number two. So it's up there. Okay. Yeah. So my feelings aren't that hurt. No, I was close. Not. I mean, I not just... a lot of people realize the largest airport in the world is, you know where? I've heard it's Frankfurt. Is that correct? No, it's Atlanta. Atlanta. Oh, yeah. the most, wow. Well, the busiest airport in the world, I think it is. Maybe the largest. I can't remember. Wow. Americans love to fly. Yeah, Delta's <laughs> right there, so you know. Oh yeah, yeah that's Delta good, man. I think I think uh, we did okay. Uh, you know, you lost, and uh, uh, that's, 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 that makes me feel so good. You kept track. <laughs> that's so good. I mean, yeah, I only I only just kept all the points, and I'm gonna frame this and sign off. Ouch! Yeah, Ouch! Yeah. Episode two, Nate wins. Nate Ouch. roasts McKay. No, just kidding. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, it's it's been it's that's, it was pretty fun actually. We should do some more stuff like that. Yes, I think we'll make the trivia, well, we can make that a long running, or just a, you know, we could just have that be a bit yeah. for our podcast. We'll throw, we'll we, throw you know, fun facts at you all with places we go travel together. Violently on. throw them at you like angry, Violent. angry uh, frat guys throw frisbees. Oof. Oof. I mean, that's, yes. you know. Thank you. I just want to oof Thank that you. one. Wait, which, okay, which leads us to, uh, I think, our last point, which is. We want to hear feedback from you, and we've yeah. got an email. So, yeah. you know, got to have goodbye. an email. Goodbye. Oh, wrong one. Wrong goodbye one. is not our – or that one too, whatever yeah, it we is. Want, we, want to, we want to hear We want to hear feedback, and we want to yes. hear – You've got mail. From you guys. Yes, please. You know? <laughs> please. We beg please of you. Send us uh, mail. Our email is ableandabroad at gmail.com, yes. and it's exactly as it sounds and spelled able and abroad we try to keep it simple because i don't know about you nate but i i just really am not the sharpest pencil in the in the school bag you know well i've actually never heard of that phraseology just now sharp really i feel like bag. i just kind of made it up because i'm a kindergarten teacher well sharpest knife the in the thing. drawer isn't isn't trademarked i don't think so you can say that oh 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 sharpest knife in the drawer that makes me sound edgy i edgy. like yeah it. that's funny that's funny <laughs> good one Good one. Thank you. But yeah, you. I, I think uh, it'll be it'll be uh, a little while before um, we kind of uh, you know uh, be are able to ask questions about different places we go travel to. But we'll see what happens with COVID and everything. But that'll be fun. But yes, please, all of you guys, please feel free to leave us some feedback. If you don't want to, we understand. But we'd love to hear <laughs> back uh, some good criticism. And uh, you know, we we got some 
We got some. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, we like, what is the word? You open to criticism, I guess. Is the okay? You know, okay, like lost. We're, Lost we're uh, we're open-minded. Right open-minded, yeah. So if yes. you guys have some critiques, we'd love to hear it. There's nothing better than improving upon the process of this. So, And also, feel free to visit our website, and we will announce that when it launches. But keep it in the back of your heads if you'd like to visit, ableandabroad.com. All together, all lowercase, ableandabroad.com. And we'll be launching that website here soon. Yes, yes. Let, let Able and Abroad blossom. But yes. Take it away, exactly. Nate. Take it yep. away. And that's all the time we have today, folks. I'm Nate. I'm McKay. Thanks for listening to Able and Abroad. Goodbye. <laughs>